Hey, Ryan, you know what? What? As we get older, I am starting to see the importance of sleeping around. Yeah, and me, you know, you and me both. Yep, yep. I think we should just start sleeping around all the time. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, you know, we could be sleeping around on the couch, on the uh, furniture downstairs. Fuck, what is it called? The recliners. The, the recliners. The, the couch. The couch. Our beds. We got like three beds here in the house. We could be sleeping around on all of them. I, you know, I was I was sleeping around in your car. I, you sleep around in your car all I, the time. I sleep around at work, too. See, it's really important with these long-term relationships like ours that we explore different things. Yeah, we're talking about, like, sleep as in napping sleep, right? Yes. <laughs> of course we are. Okay. <laughs> Just want to make sure. Oh, no, no, no. I, I caught you on tape, asshole. You said I could sleep around. <laughs> Welcome to Donna Shannon's Coyote Tales. I am Donna Shannon, and here again, my special guest is my significant other, my other half, the better half, Ryan Shannon. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. Oh, you sound so nice. This is how long it's been since we've done a podcast. It's like, no, be a snarky dick. That's what people want. You want snarky dick? I don't think I can be a snarky dick. Oh, yes, you can. Yeah, all right, I can. But not now. I'm in a good mood because I got, I was sleeping around. <laughs> yeah, you were. <laughs> I think we took two or three naps today. I think that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I am, you know... Way back in January, one of the things I wanted to talk about is, you know, I had been trying therapy for the past few months, and my fucking therapist fired me again. <laughs> again? Again. <laughs> How many times have you been fired? Um, I think this is like three or four now. Three or four? Three or four times. <laughs> Give me a whole lot of loves. A whole lot of loves. I, I digress. Sorry. No, it's all right. Because, uh, yeah, here's the thing. It's like, uh, okay, with this one, I, I guess I'm just not built for therapy, right? Because the same thing happens every time. I get in there, I start talking about my shit, and, you know, it's like I have to give them the history every time that I have to restart over. And so it had been a few months, and I tell the therapist, you know what? I feel like all I do is come in here and complain about stuff. And she goes, well, a lot of times when a patient is not seeing forward progress, it means that they might not have the right therapist. And I'm like, wait a minute. Are you breaking up with me? <laughs> and she's like, no, no, no. It's not, yes, yes, yes. it's not me. I just might not be the right therapist for you. Oh, the it, classic, it's not me. It's you. No, it's not it's you. It's not you. It's, it's me. me. Oh my, oh my God. So. How does that make you, let's, let's talk about how does that make you feel? Makes me feel like therapy is. Bullshit. Full of shit. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. We don't have therapists as a sponsor, so that's fine. But, you know, what I honestly think is like a grisly old Gen Xer like myself, it's like, I really want to have a therapist to go in there and argue with me. You need a drill sergeant. I do need a drill sergeant. I did have a therapist back in when I was like in my teens that it was the perfect therapy situation. So I would go in 
I talk about my shit. She would challenge me. I would get pissed off and I would leave, you know, at the end of the session, I didn't storm out on these things that we were paying for. And, um, then after like a few months of doing this, I'm like, tell the, the therapist, you know what? I, I think I'm good. I'm good. We worked through a lot of stuff. I'm feeling a lot better. Um, she goes, well, you know, I think you really need to talk about some issues with your dad. I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> you have a podcast to talk about those issues. Yeah, fuck that. You know, I don't, I don't need therapy. Yet. I don't need therapy. I know you got a podcast. <laughs> I, go, I go up on stage. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I, I drive 20 minutes to work. There are 20 miles to work. I get all my therapy out on the road. People don't know how to fucking drive. Yeah. But here was the thing the therapist said. And so I'm all like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm out. Uh, she goes, you know what? I was surprised that you were here every week. I'm like, why? <laughs> she goes, well, you would leave so pissed off after every session. And then every, the next week, I was always surprised. I'd go out and there you were sitting in the lobby waiting for me. I'm like, well, you know, I thought about what you said and saw that you were right. So I came back. So I just really need a therapist who's going to fight with me. So what happened to that therapist? I don't know. I was 16. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it was how it 40 some years ago. Yeah. 30 some years ago. And this, okay. Well, yeah, that was a long time. And it seems like therapists today, today are all bubbly and happy and, oh, you need this and you need this and oh, I need to throw up. I just don't get it. You know, I, I really do need that drill sergeant therapist. You so, do. You said your mommy and daddy left you alone after school so they could go to work, huh? Well, how does that make you feel? I'm like, well, it makes me feel kind of shitty. Oh, really? Well, let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had G.I. Joe to help us. That's exactly right. I mean, I grew up with G.I. Joe. I was, you know, total latchkey kid from like first or second grade on. My older sister was just hanging out with her friends, so she wasn't around. Yeah. So it was like, literally, I learned to not open the door for strangers because G.I. Joe told me not to. Yeah, this don't do it. Now you know. And knowing is half the battle. Yo, Joe. Yo, Joe. Yeah, I mean, the, the shit we watched growing up was not bad stuff. It made sense, and it told you what to do and what not to do. <laughs> Except for the one from Captain Planet. Well, I just found out about this one. <laughs> yeah, so there's actually a, a PSA, public service announcement from Captain Planet, where he encourages you to limit the children you have to ideally only one, but definitely no more than two, because population growth is a problem and it puts a strain on natural resources. So like idiocracy. Very much so. The movie. Yes. Great, great movie. If you haven't seen it, go out and watch it immediately. Yeah. But uh, kind of getting back into the therapy thing. So I did consider going back to ugh, Kaiser. We have Kaiser. I hate the fucking Kaiser therapist. Drugs or? No, I don't have a problem with my psychiatrist. Because, yes, I, I, I do have issues that require real medication. Not like I'm feeling a little blue. It's like... Oh, no, I feel a little murdery today, so <laughs> I think it's time to go take my Seroquel, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, help. <laughs> yeah, he's seen it. It's not, it's not a joke. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're rarely on the list. 
<laughs> rarely on the list. Okay. Um, um, how does that make me feel if I'm rarely on the list? Uh, well, it's better than always on the list. Holy shit. So, <clears throat> when was I on your list? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. This is not a therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay you got me nervous here donna i think i'll go nap in my recliner downstairs <laughs> right well here's the thing that i hate about the kaiser therapy is every time you go in you have to fill out this really dumbass survey it's like how many times in the past two weeks have you felt anxiety how many times 14. in the past two weeks did you feel depressed and it's like every time i fill this thing out i feel like hannibal lecter with starling's quiz going are you hoping to dissect me with your blunt little tool agent starling (laughs) 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 which is not the right mindset to have when you're going into therapy you really don't want to put on your hannibal lecter persona (laughs) no you don't (laughs) fava beans sound good though so, I, you know, I've had therapists in the past, and I don't think they worked for me at the time. Of course, I haven't been on a clock tower picking people off either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, see, I don't have a list. Yeah. I, yeah, I get my stuff out, and you pretty much know when I'm angry or when I'm not angry. Oh, uh, yeah, when you finally blow. When I finally blow. Mm-hmm. Sorry. It's all right. It's, you know, the way it is, so... It takes a while to get me there. Right. But, anyways, that's kind of like my whole take on therapy. And I had actually tried, like, some of the therapy apps. And I liked it for a while. And then I would, like, get up to a point where it was dealing with the real shit. And it felt like it wasn't being seen or heard. So that's always bad. But the, the last meeting with that therapist, the one that was like, ah, oh, this is bullshit was um some bullshit some bullshit so i was a little bit stressed going into the therapy session because i had a presentation to do that afternoon which of course as a procrastinator i didn't have all the slides prepped so i was trying to like slam it down in last minute like i do and so i was just like you know a little hey let's get through the session we don't have to do the full hour we're good with the 45 minutes because i need the 15 to finish this thing and she goes, so, how much anxiety do you get from having to perform? I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't you have anxiety? I go, I don't have anxiety at all. I'm just, like, procrastinating. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do the job, and I'm lazy about it. Exactly. You know, I was busy with other shit. And then she, oh, she's like, I can't even imagine you on the stage. I'm like, What? Oh, she goes, oh, oh, no, wait, no, wait. Don't you do, like, um, you know, improv or something on the side? I'm like, no, I don't do improv. <laughs> I do stand-up comedy. <laughs> <laughs> There's a big world of difference because improv's all like, yes, and, and I'll just go with whatever the fuck is in my mind. And I'm like, uh, whereas stand-up comedy, like, the real deal getting on stage, it's like writing shit out. Write it over again. Go practice in front of people who are ignoring you at an open mic. Agonize over every word. Practice it again. 
practice it again, then you'll hopefully get it on stage and do it right and catch the lightning in the bottle and it's uh, somebody's recording. That's stand-up comedy. And you it's... add and subtract and you do it over and over and you tell your husband who doesn't think it's funny. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a, definitely a very different world than improv. And um, it's like, well, oh, yeah, that's right. You said you do comedy. You're an amateur comic. I go, hey, I've been paid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a professional comic. Ooh. It's like it's like kind of how you would tell the lunatic who's their pet and their so-called cat, but it's actually like a dead raccoon. Oh, that's a lovely cat. <laughs> I've petted a cat before. <laughs> I was on acid when I petted my coat, and it was a cat. And friends I was with were cracking up. <laughs> I'm sitting there watching Pink Floyd the wall and I'm sitting there and say, Hey Brian, I really like your cat. And they're like, We don't have a cat. I'm like, He's right here in my lap. <laughs> and then he goes, Ryan, that's your coat. And I'm like, Well, it's a cat now. Yeah. There you go. I did not know that. I never knew you did acid. Yeah, once. Uh. And watched Pink Floyd the wall and punched a guy. But he asked me to be punched. What? I, it's just what he, he was like. I want someone to hit me. Please hit me. I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to hit you. I'm not going to hit you. And then I said, fine, I'll hit you. And I hit him and I knocked him out with one punch. And, he, you... th and he thanked me for it afterwards. Oh, man. You had weird acid trips. Trip. <laughs> just one. Brian locked himself in the bathroom because we thought we were werewolves. Oh, no. Man, you guys got some weird acid. Yeah, I was not. And that's the one and only time I've done it, and I will not do it ever again. Yeah, I did it a few times. Not my biggest jam. No. <laughs> Anyways. So, we're going to take a little break, and then we're going to come back, and we have got some more movie reviews for you. A movie and, a, and an old music video. Cool. Be right back. Welcome back, everybody. We've got some great new movie reviews for you. So I want to hit something new that came out. I think it was a few months ago, maybe over Christmas or something like maybe. that. Maybe. Yeah. So it's an animated movie called Paws of Fury, The Legend of Hank. And I can tell you, it's really, really entertaining. I watched it twice in a matter of days. That's how much I liked it. Well, yeah, I fell asleep part of it and did. And then I had to rewatch it. Ah, okay. So, in case you were not aware of this movie, there's a lot of people who were not, but it's definitely worth going out and giving it a listen, a watch. Well, listen to it too, otherwise it's going to be real weird. It'll be like a silent It'll be movie. Really weird. <laughs> so the premise of the Pause of Fury, it's actually based on a classic movie that we already know and love. Oh, what classic movie is that? It is actually based on Blazing Saddles. <laughs> okay, I can see that now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so they took the concept from Blazing Saddles, set it in feudal Japan, <laughs> and made it cats and dogs. Oh, you can't go wrong with cats and dogs. <laughs> right. So It was funny. It was really, really entertaining. Yeah, so the town is all cats. It's not just the town, it's the country. 
no dogs are allowed it's cats only so hank is traveling to uh this version of japan because he wanted to learn to how to become a samurai and through various plots and things like this just same as in blazing saddles he gets assigned to the town who lost their samurai uh and there's a you know nefarious powers that be that want to take over the town for various reasons and wipe them out and so sending them a samurai dog knew that they would never be accepted and in case you're wondering it's got an all-star cast the writers were ed stone nate hopper and mel brooks and yeah well mel brooks is he's a he's an american icon yeah so this is like legit literally blazing saddles in animation with cats and dogs and i think he, mel brooks was even in it he is in it yeah he's one of the the characters he's the shogun yeah and uh the other characters are michael sarah he did zombie land and he was in the facebook movie this was and he he was it, in lex luther in the superman really yeah i didn't watch that that would have sucked yeah but it, yeah he was scotty pippen versus the world yeah no, Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> Scott Pippen. A very different yeah, movie. Yeah, totally, that's called Space Jam. That's with Michael Jordan. Different movie altogether. Uh, I like my version better. <laughs> Scotty Pippen. Squeak, 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 squeak. <laughs> uh, the samurai is uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Yep, and the bad guy, I believe, is Ricky Gervais. Gervais? Gervais. Gervais. Sorry about that, Ricky. Yes. And there are exact scenes taken almost word for word from Blazing Saddles. Which I thought, I didn't think they can get away with it. But it like, the, <laughs> like, the sheriff is a bong. <laughs> <laughs> now, my favorite scene, of course, it's fart scene, was different than the movie, but it was, I thought it was well done <laughs> i thought it was better than the original i one. thought it was better too yes so yeah. yeah there's a lot of bean eating there's a lot of farting oh what else was really good there's direct references but then there are other things that they did differently uh there's no love interest for the dog no no love interest yeah was there in blazing saddles oh yes the german woman I'm tired. Oh, well, you can't quite to blames the game. You can't quite do that scene in a cartoon. Is it true what they say about you? It's Your true. People, it's true. It's, it's true. true. Yeah, that's not there. Yeah, that's not there. But it's it's good entertaining movie. Yeah, I think they have even made it into a TV show now. I would, I would watch it. Yeah. Now, don't don't believe the rating. Um, it's funny. It's really entertaining. It's lighthearted. You go in with an open mind. Mm -hmm. Okay. I had to go to the Google to see if I was lying or not. And I'm lying. She's lying. I don't think it's a TV show yet. Yeah. But Well, sometimes they do that. It's not uncommon. It's like Kung Fu Panda has a cartoon series. History of the World Part whatever no oh, history of the world part two is bad yeah the tv show is not good there was a couple funny skits but i couldn't get through it all it was not funny i think we saw what two or three episodes yeah I just it's really it. bad pause of fury the legend of hank is much better yeah but i also 
expanded your mind with some classic music videos today. And yeah, it's been years just since one. I've seen it. Just one, but it was it's been years. So I had to put some questions forth to Ryan about Billy Idol's Dancing With Myself video. So if you haven't seen it, and first and foremost, we all know that song is about jacking off, right? Right. We can't agree with that. We can't, especially after watching that video. <laughs> <laughs> when there's nothing to lose and there's nothing to prove, I'll be dancing with myself. <laughs> and so what prompted this discussion, Ryan was playing Jenga with himself, the other downstairs a little bit ago yeah, it's left hand versus right hand to keep your brain strong get it right yeah so it was all like what is this a contest to see which one's going to finish you off faster <laughs> left hand right hand exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the left hand doesn't get mad if the right hand does it and the right hand doesn't get mad if the left hand does it yeah your hands don't care if they sleep around nope. uh, <laughs> But it, literally Jenga. He was literally playing Jenga, people. Yeah. So I heard the blocks fall. <laughs> they were blocks, huh? Yeah. But the thing that doesn't make sense, and it always kind of mystified me, why are zombies attacking and crawling up a building? What does that have to do with jacking off? Well, maybe protein is the cure for a zombie infection. I don't know. But also, as he's like going up the elevator in the building, you see all these weird scenes in the building itself. So there's like uh, the parent style couple and the dad is grabbing a big old sledgehammer, getting ready to pound her in the head. There's a decrepit body uh, skeleton guy laughing with this very creepy doll. doll thing. Yeah, that was very creepy. Then there's a woman silhouette chained up in a shower while the guy is like sharpening a straight razor. And see, I missed that. I thought, well, if there's this girl in the new shower chained up, he doesn't need to be dancing with himself. Oh, no, that ain't for him. This is other guy's gonna kill it. Yeah, I know that now. <laughs> yeah, and so you get. Yeah, he's up on top of the roof and he's doing his like dancing and singing thing and the zombies are crawling up the side of the way. And then it gets to the break, the music break in the middle and he grabs the two electrical things and it's like, pow! And the zombies get thrown off the roof. That's one powerful explosion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're dancing with yourself and you're knocking people off the, the roof with this powerful thing. Hmm. What does that say? Yeah, and I'm not talking about like one. It was several. There was like a whole pack of them. But then they climb up the roof uh, to the building again. So apparently, then they start dancing. If I remember right, they do. So at that point, the power. They were all tamed. Tame zombies. Tame dancing zombies dancing with myself. Uh oh. Uh 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 oh. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> so one of my a song I like was called Turning Japanese by the Vapors. Yep. Also a famous song about jacking off. Well, I understand it's not jacking off. What? Someone said this is a rumor that he he was so much in love that he was so deeply in love with this woman he wasn't jacking off. He was just so in love that he, he squinted to see her more in his life. Maybe he needed to buy glasses. Maybe. 
Yeah. That's too too much shacking off. You have to buy glasses. Yeah. Yeah, you thought Harry Palms was going to be the consequence. Apparently. No, they, they do tell guys they're go blind, won't they? Yeah, they do. If you masturbate too much, you'll go blind. It's my penis. I'll wash it as fast as I want to. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, on a, a side note, we did see a creepy movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw Black Phone. That was, a, that was a very good movie. It was good. It was creepy. It was dark. It was uh, totally... Creative. Creative. So, that one's worth a watch. That one's a newer movie, too. That one's newer. And what else did we see? Smile. Smile is basically... The same premise as It Follows. Yeah, but... Whereas It Follows is a metaphor for uh, sexually transmitted diseases. Smile is all about trauma. Right. And how we can pass on trauma to other people and things like that. So it, it was worth a watch. I mean, you saw it coming. You may need therapy at the end. You might need therapy at the end. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Deal with your trauma so you don't pass it on to other people. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it did have some good points. It had some nice gory deaths, but mostly it was, maybe it was just because I found it predictable. Yeah, it was very predictable. Yeah. Because you could see it coming. You could see it coming a mile away. Yeah, especially if you saw it, it follows. Yeah. <laughs> A uh, little bit more action-oriented, a little bit less preachery than in It Follows. Yeah. But the thing about It Follows is that nobody else can see it coming for you. There's that. Well, that's the same in both movies. But it's like you would turn a corner and there it fucking is. It's all like, oh, because it never stops. It just keeps walking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it Follows was a good movie. Yeah. So. All right. Okay, so uh, we'll take another break, and then if we want to come back, we will. We will. Mm-hmm. Well, that's almost the end of our time. I do want to mention one, just one last old movie that might explain... The whole Billy Idol thing. Okay. So I have no idea what this movie name is. But when I was a kid, when I was like 12, 13, junior high age or whatever, you know, our family, early 80s, okay? So we were one of the few families on the block that actually had HBO and all the cable channels. So spring break, summer vacation, stuff like this. I would set my alarm to get up in the middle of the night to go downstairs and watch the soft porn <laughs> on HBO. Yeah, that's how you could get it back then. Exactly. Yeah. That's uh, that's what you do. And there was this movie that I saw several times. Can't remember the name of it, but the whole premise was that you know Earth is going through an energy crisis. And the scientists are experimenting and they figured out 
how to generate electricity through sex. <laughs> well, it is friction based. <laughs> friction, just like, you know, body chemistry, electricity, and all the rest of this thing, right? Right. So they had their experimental couple that they would have, you know, do sex all the time and stuff like that. And they started, ended up falling in love. This was way back in the day when, like, pornos actually had plots. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so they were supposed to be broken up because they were supposed to only be back together for the... For sex. For the for power. Yeah, for the experiment or whatever. And I just remember this one line of, like, they're having sex and all the lights go on down the block. Like, all the street lights get lit up in sequence. Super yeah. supercharged <laughs> and one of the scientists is like he's got a really hot rod <laughs> shit <laughs> so i remember about oh this my movie God. maybe it's a good thing you don't remember <laughs> anything about this movie <laughs> i remember what the actors look like sort of it's porn in the 80s probably big mustache and a guy no no um it wasn't the Freddie Mercury look. I I kind of vaguely remember the guy. I remember the girl a lot better. Is that bad? Eh, it's you. Eh. Well, you know, it's also kind of like stereotypical uh, blonde, the big Farrah Fawcett kind of hair. Well, the 80s, yeah. Yeah, nice natural tits. Uh, tiny, tiny nipples. Because, uh, you know, got to remember, I'm like 12 or 13, so I'm trying to figure out, is what I am physically normal? <laughs> well, I can because, that. <laughs> well, okay, <laughs> maybe this is one, would be one argument for therapy, all right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at the time! <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, when you're 12 or 13 years old and you're trying to figure out you know, is what I am supposed to be normal? You, you don't know, right? right? Right, And especially, like, way back in the 80s, you don't get a whole ton of comparisons for looking <laughs> no, you at, don't. you know, naked people. And uh, so even as early as sixth grade, I had, like, a D cup or even a double D or something like that. I'm a little bit chesty. Yeah, just a bit. Just a bit. I'm also tall. Yeah. So, you know, I'm 5'8". I'm a little bit chunky. And I always have been a little bit chunky. Me too. You know, I'm like way fat now. But then it was all like, you know, just some extra curves there. Even as a kid, get teased by a lot of bullies about being fat and tall and having boobs when nobody else does. So when you're, that's part of that validation you're looking for. Am I normal? And then this... I don't know if all porn stars have tiny nipples or maybe it's because she had fake boobs. I just don't know the difference between fake boobs and real <laughs> boobs unless it's like grossly obvious. And, you know, I got big nipples, man. It was all like, this can't be normal. <laughs> I, got, I got nothing. Uh, I got nothing. I'm sorry. Yeah. What, don't you think so? What? That I've got big nipples. You've got big nipples. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. You don't see that like in porn. Today's porn you do more today than you did in the 80s. Oh my God, we're back to OnlyFans again. <laughs> if we get comments now with people like, 
Don and Ryan, start OnlyFans. We want to see these gigantic nipples. Too fucking bad. <laughs> no. Oh, no. You're not going to ever see it. No. Never. No. 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 <laughs> but you want to know the other horrifying part that gave me lots of insecurity? What? <laughs> so, um... <laughs> so dumb okay so there was also a joke going around when we were like in junior high and high school so how can you tell dolly parton's kids in a crowd <laughs> I, didn't, okay, I don't know yeah they're the ones who have stretch marks on their mouths oh, god i've never heard that you've never heard that joke before <laughs> so stupid so you know i had my firstborn when I was 18 and I never felt comfortable with breastfeeding because I was afraid my kids were gonna get stretch marks on their mouths <laughs> oh, <shit>. oh god <laughs> yeah. um <laughs> um <laughs> Um, I did not have a lot of friends, okay? I didn't have people to talk to about this stuff. <laughs> and you're dropping this on your husband on a podcast. <laughs> 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 uh, talking about porno and infior inferiority complex. Inferiority. Yeah, you know, penis size. That's nothing to do with anything. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. I get it. I mean, it's not reality. It's not real world stuff. But... It is obviously real world stuff. If but you're not like average human stuff. No, that's not average human stuff. Yeah. You're not going to just be walking down the street and, whoa, look at the, the hog on that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not. Which one is in on Jackass? I, Potus. Chris Pontius. Pontius, yeah. yeah. Notice there's that many dudes on Jackass and only one has got porno-sized dick. That's true. And even then, it's only like eight inches. Yeah. It's, well, you have Wee Man, so I mean, I have to feel some comfort for that. Yeah. It's not like somebody's walking around with a baby arm in their trousers <laughs> true true <laughs> <laughs> all right well i think that's gonna wrap us up for the day yeah i got nothing after that yeah now we all need more therapy obviously and i'm spent <laughs> <laughs> all right people so uh if therapy isn't working for you maybe you need to tell them to fuck off but you know what don't don't get me wrong therapy can be very great and helpful to a lot of people i don't want to assuage uh it from people who actually really need it and i also thought the term self-care was total bullshit until i went through the surgery on my shoulder last fall and like the importance of kind of taking care of myself really started to sink in so if you need meds, take your meds. If you need a therapist, go to your therapist or get a friend that you can talk about your weird 
body anomalies so that it gets out there in the somewhere in the world instead of sitting in your head for 40 years going, am I weird? Yeah, well, we're weird, but it's a different weird. Hey, everybody's weird in their own way. Amen. Amen. And that'll do us for today. So until next time, when we ever we feel like doing this. Donna Shannon's Coyote Tales is a production of Coyote Visions Productions and is hosted by Donna Shannon. Ugh, nothing redundant about that. Theme music is Coyote Strut by James Nay. All other music is ethically sourced and licensed from SoundDogs.com and EpidemicSound.com. And we paid for it, I swear. We can provide receipts if necessary. All the stories you've heard are true. Only the names, events, and facts have been changed for our own amusement. In the immortal words of Obi-Wan, so what I told you was true from a certain point of view. Find all of Donna Shannon's website and social media links at Linktree. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot double E slash Donna Shannon. Follow us and find out all about upcoming shows and live performances. Now go out there, enjoy life, and grab some tales of your own. 